0: Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome to this episode number 24 of the Employment Law and HR podcast. I'm your host Alison Colley. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope that you are enjoying the content and if this is your first time listening, the purpose of this podcast is to provide updates on employment law and HR best practice. I'm an employment solicitor And in my day-to-day work, I come across various cases and issues that take place, both in the Employment Tribunal and in the workplace. And what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to provide you with some details about what goes on, hopefully in an interesting way, if you're not involved in HR or employing staff but you just like to hear interesting stories about employment law then um, great I'd love to hear from you please leave me a message in the show notes it'd be good to know if anyone actually outside of the employment law and um, HR sphere finds it interesting the particular case that I'm going to talk to you about in this week's featured segment is quite an interesting one so hopefully you enjoy it too This week's case is called Basildon Academies versus Amadi and it's an Employment Appeal Tribunal case that was heard this year in the Employment Appeal Tribunal. So if I tell you a bit about the facts of the case. Now the employee in this case is Mr Amadi and he worked as a tutor at the Basildon Academy, so the employer, and he was a tutor there for two days a week. In September 2012, he accepted a zero-hour contract to work three days a week at richmond upon thames College, and he did so without informing the Basildon Academies of this. Then in December 2012, so just a couple of months after starting with the college, Mr Amadi was suspended by the college, following accusations from a female pupil that he had sexually assaulted her. Mr Amadi had been arrested and bailed by the police, um, although it's not known if he was charged, there was no prosecution. So it was stopped there an allegation really, as far as we know. Throughout this time, the Basildon Academies, his original employer, did not know about it, and I'm assuming he continued to work. Now, in march twenty thirteen, the police actually contacted the Academies, the Basildon Academies, and asked them about Mr. Amadi's employment with them. They informed the academies that Mr. Maddy had been suspended from his employment with Richmond-upon-Thames College, and learning this, the academies also suspended Mr. Maddy. They subsequently held a disciplinary hearing in July 2013 and dismissed him from employment with them, with effect um, immediately for gross misconduct. The allegations against Mr. Amadi from the academies were that he had failed to inform them of his employment with the college and he had failed to inform them of the allegation made against him of sexual misconduct. Now in this case Mr Amadi applied to the employment tribunal for unfair dismissal and at the employment tribunal they found that he had been unfairly dismissed and made an award of compensation to him. The academies have then subsequently appealed and it's the employment appeal tribunal decision that I'm going to talk to you about. The reason for the appeal was that the academies alleged that Mr. Amadi had been in breach of the terms of his employment contract with them. Under Mr. Amadi's express employment contract terms with the academies, it stated that he was not allowed to work for another employer, so he was in breach of the term by working for somebody else and not informing them. And it also said that he was obliged to disclose any criminal conviction or caution and failure to do so was a serious breach of contract which could lead to immediate dismissal. And he was also obliged to disclose any impropriety committed by himself or other employees. However, this related to his employment with the academies and the alleged misconduct had taken place elsewhere. However, this cause related to his conduct whilst working for the academies. The question for the Employment Appeal Tribunal was, where there was no express term requiring Mr Amadi to disclose to them the allegations of misconduct whilst working for somebody else, were they allowed to dismiss him and was it fair? So the Employment Appeal Tribunal said that there was no express term requiring Mr Amadi to disclose his misconduct whilst working elsewhere. They also looked at whether there were any implied terms or implied duties to disclose the allegations. And they look back at some past case law on this matter. Now, in previous cases, the issue about whether an employee has to disclose their own misconduct to their employer has arisen. And employers have tried to rely on the duty of fidelity, which applies to all employees. So there's an implied duty of, inf- of fidelity, which means that, um, employees have a number of obligations to their employers, which includes the disclosure of, um, wrongdoing in certain circumstances. However, there's been a string of cases with a recent case in 2012 in the Court of Appeal, which held that an employee's obligation to inform his employer of his own wrongdoing would depend on the terms of his contract. Academies couldn't rely on the implied duty of fidelity. And it was for this reason that the Employment Appeal Tribunal upheld the decision of the Employment Tribunal that it was unfair to dismiss Mr Amadi for not disclosing the allegation of misconduct whilst working elsewhere. Interestingly what happened at the employment tribunal is that the employment tribunal had reduced Mr Amadi's compensation because of his contributory conduct so for not disclosing that he was working elsewhere he had a reduction but he still had some compensation and the finding of unfair dismissal. What's interesting about this case is that within Mr Ahmadi's employment contract it referred to national standards on teachers, which imposed an obligation on teaching staff to disclose allegations where there's impropriety concerning children or young people in their care. So they said that there was this national obligation upon teachers or people who worked with young people. And they may very well have been able to rely on that. However, the academies in their case failed to disclose any information concerning the national standards or their own safeguarding policies. So they failed to produce evidence which could have helped them to justify their decision and clearly that information wasn't considered at the time of dismissal otherwise it would have been included in the evidence for the tribunal. Another interesting point about this case and one which you should take away as an employer is that had the academies had a well-drafted policy or some contract or something that they could rely on which gave an express obligation upon Mr. Amadi to disclose the misconduct at the other job, then they would have been able to rely on this and they would unlikely to have had an unfair dismissal judgment against them. It also provides a useful reminder to employers that there isn't an obligation upon employees generally to disclose misconduct to you. So it's really important to ensure that your contract terms reflect what your business needs, I've been advising somebody recently, a firm who are getting new contracts in place, and it's important to them to ensure that their staff disclose any details about driving convictions. Now, without an express requirement for them to disclose, there is an argument by the employee to say that it wouldn't be unreasonable for them to disclose. But if they fail to disclose, then it would be unfair dismissal. We've made that clear in the contracts. What we've also done is to make it clear that there should not be um, a delay in disclosure so that somebody gets a driving conviction and then fails to tell the employer for a period of time. That in itself would also amount to misconduct. So they can't say, well, I told you, but... I didn't tell you right away. So there's a requirement, an expressed requirement in there for the disclosure of driving convictions immediately. So if anything goes wrong in the future, that employer can rely on those express terms. The employee can't say that they didn't know that they were required to and it would be, in my opinion, fair to deal with that in a serious manner. As you would expect my HR best practice tip of the week follows on from the case I've just talked about and that is in relation to contracts. As this case has illustrated it is vitally important that contracts are up to date and they are fit for purpose. I recommend periodically reviewing your contracts and ensuring that they're up to date so at least once a year you go through and check either yourself or with a legal professional or with a HR professional to ensure that they are up to date. There has been for example a recent change in relation to zero hour contracts and there are further details about that on my website but just to summarise basically if you have a contract for zero hours with the members of your staff and you have an exclusivity clause in there that is no longer valid. It will not be enforceable so you can't prevent zero hour contract staff from working elsewhere. For that reason it's really important to ensure that you update your contracts and have the necessary protection in place if you don't want your staff to go and work for competitors for instance you need to make sure that you have provision in place to ensure that. So with both the case I've talked about and my best practice tip these are services that I can provide to you and help you out with. You don't have to be located close to me, my offices are on the Isle of Wight and in East Hampshire but I can deal with you via Skype, by email, by telephone. You don't have to be located nearby in order to have good quality advice and assistance. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is alison at realemploymentlawadvice.co.uk and you can find more information on my website which is adviceforemployers.co.uk. and you'll also find links to the podcast there and the show notes from today if you want to read the full case that I talked about earlier. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great week.